This is Kansas City Today. I'm Madeline Fox. Today is Monday, July 24th. Coming up, Kansas lured big employers to the state with hundreds of millions of dollars in tax incentives. But those kinds of deals may go away. If people are trying to break down the door to get this package, are we giving away too much? Is Kansas just giving away money when it doesn't really need to? We'll hear more from KCUR Suzanne Hogan and Dylan Lason of the Kansas News Service. But first, our weekly look at top government and politics stories on both sides of the state line. Missouri Democrats are debating whether it's a good thing that there are multiple candidates angling to take on U.S. Senator Josh Hawley. Hawley has amassed around $4.5 million between his campaign and his political action committee. And while Lucas Kunsey has raised a lot of money since announcing his bid in January, he may have to use some of it to fend off Wesley Bell and Carla May in the primary. But State Representative Lakeisha Bosley of St. Louis says it may help Democrats to have a competitive U.S. Senate primary. I don't think of it as a problem. If anything, I think of it as a solution for us to get higher voter turnout and get more people engaged uh, in the process and actually vote. Missouri's primary for the U.S. Senate will take place next August. A federal judge ruled Friday that the Kansas Highway Patrol's maneuver for detaining out-of-state drivers for drug searches is unconstitutional. As Dylan Lyson of the Kansas News Service reports, the judge said the patrol, quote, waged war on the drivers. The Kansas Two-Step is a maneuver where troopers turn routine traffic stops into drug searches. The Highway Patrol argued the drivers and troopers were having voluntary conversations. But the judge ruled the searches lacked reasonable suspicion and targeted out-of-state drivers coming from states with legal marijuana. The ACLU of Kansas has sued to have the maneuver ruled illegal. The patrol has until next month to argue against an injunction. And in news your nose can use, some sewers in Kansas City have gone from a smelly to an almost sweet scent. As KCUR's Savannah Holly Bates reports, the city is trying to better target bad smells with odor blockers. For about 25 years, Kansas City has been using so-called sewer block to mask the stench that wafts up from the sewers. The round blocks come in a mesh bag and contain a chemical that reduces mold, mildew, and insects, while also breaking down the odors with a perfume-like smell. City manager Brian Platt says the city is adding odor blockers based on 311 complaints. It's during those summer months when we don't get a lot of rain that flushes the system and there's a lot of heat when we see a lot more of those problems. Platt says the city is also doing preventative maintenance and using data to find issues in the sewer system before they become a nuisance. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a short break. In February 2022, Kansas Governor Laura Kelly signed the Attracting Powerful Economic Expansion Bill into law. It's usually just called APEX. It allows the state to give hefty tax incentives to one for-profit company per year when they select Kansas as the site of their billion-plus-dollar megaprojects. The law was only good for two years, and lawmakers are leaning against extending it. KCUR's Suzanne Hogan talked to Dylan Lyson, politics reporter for the Kansas News Service, about the law's effect so far and its future. Tell us about Apex. How did it come to be and like what purpose has it served? Yeah, so in 2022, uh, the Kansas legislature um, worked on this law kind of under the, you know, 
specter of secrecy because uh, there was a big company who wanted to come to Kansas and they were crafting this law without knowing who it was or what it was for. Um, and once they eventually passed it, um, you know, offering up to like a billion dollars in incentives, Panasonic came into Kansas uh, last uh, summer, um, kind of uh, making clear what this law was for. It's um, They're going to be bringing a $4 billion electric vehicle battery plant to DeSoto, which is currently under construction. And has it been successful? Like, has it accomplished its goal? Well, I guess it kind of depends on <laughs> what you de- uh, determine to be success. Uh, for Kansas, the idea was to build this big facility, bring a new business to Kansas, and create new jobs. Um, currently, the facility is under construction, and it's absolutely massive. I was out there earlier this week, and it's um, you know there's a bunch of steel going up into the sky, uh, but it's still pretty far away from being operational. So it's on its way, and it's doing what Kansas wanted it to do, uh, but it's still a while before people are working there and uh, whether those jobs are created or not. When is it set to be completed? Should be completed and operational early 2025. Okay. So the state can only authorize one of these big deals per year, which it used to provide incentives to Panasonic to build its $4 billion plant. What will they eventually mean for the state of Kansas? You mentioned jobs. What what else? Right. Jobs are the big point. Um, that's what they really wanted to create out of this. But uh, theoretically, um, those jobs are going to be you know, giving money to residents in Kansas, maybe bringing more people to Kansas uh, for those jobs, and then um, you know, spending that money in Kansas. So uh, theoretically, boosting um, the local economy. But do we know what kind of like economic impact like a number that this will have for Kansans right I don't I don't know what the number would be uh, I think you know they've uh, you know shared some numbers uh, the Department of Commerce but um, I, I can't remember them off the top of my head but it's twenty dollars here per person or something like that I can't remember what it was so now apex is on track to end if the law is not extended right tell us about that right so when the law was passed uh, it was only for 2022 and 2023 and the state could only enter one agreement per year um, the first year was Panasonic last year and this year earlier this year they had an agreement with Integra in Wichita which is going to build a 1.8 billion dollar semiconductor plant and um, they think that's going to bring 2,000 new jobs to Kansas. Um, However, that's all they could do. They're already out of opportunities to create new uh, mega projects like that. So, for Kansas to enter more agreements like that, they'll have to, lawmakers in Topeka will have to extend the law or change the law or give them the authority to do that. So, And some influential conservative lawmakers are really pushing against extending it. And so what are they saying about why they oppose it? Right. There's a few, uh, especially um, on the uh, Commerce Committee in the Senate, who are skeptical of whether this will actually work. Uh, You know, um, the big one is uh, Senator Karen Tyson. Um, She mentioned um, earlier this year. Um, you know, Kansas has like a line out the door of businesses who want to use this uh, this incentive package, um, and she was kind of pointing out like if people are trying to break down the door to get this package, are we giving away too much? Is Kansas just giving away money when it doesn't really need to? Um, and you know, this is tax dollars that could be going to other things like, and Kansas always is fighting over how to spend their money. <laughs> so um, you know, there, there's a few people who are worried that. The state's giving away too much money, and it's, you know, more than they are bargaining for. 
Yeah, it was like something to the effect of like, this deal seems too good. If it seems so good, is there something wrong with it? Right, yeah, it's uh, uh, kind of, you know, it's doing what they want it to do, but uh, could they do it for less is the question. Was Apex pretty bipartisan and universally popular when it was signed into law in February of last year? Yes, uh, it was. It had bipartisan support. Um, I think it was very clear uh, when they announced the Panasonic deal last July, um, Democratic Governor Laura Kelly was out front uh, touting it, and Republican Senator Jerry Moran was also there. And they were all kind of happy and excited, explaining how big of a deal this was for Kansas. And um, it was kind of the one big bipartisan victory for the state last year. Um, and that might have changed. <laughs> there might be uh, politics now, partisan politics going into it from here on out. And and part of it, too, is that they're also these businesses are also receiving a lot of money from the federal government. How does that play into all of this? Right. Panasonic is um, also going to be uh, getting federal tax credits uh, for producing these electric vehicle batteries. And, you know, they're. There's a study by Good Jobs First, which is kind of an accountability um, group who are pretty skeptical of any big subsidies like this. And their study basically said they think Panasonic could get up to $6.8 billion from the federal government. And they're saying that kind of questions whether the state subsidy was even needed if they're going to be getting that much uh, from the federal government. But um, when I talked to the Department of Commerce um, here in Kansas, you know, they were kind of pointing out the federal subsidy and the state subsidy subsidies are going after different things. You know, they're the federal government wants to create production and make sure there's a bunch of batteries out there that can be put in cars and people start driving electric cars. While Kansas was specifically trying to get Panasonic to move to Kansas and create jobs. So they kind of argue that it's definitely still needed because otherwise Panasonic could have gotten that federal subsidy in a different state like Oklahoma, who Kansas was kind of in uh, fighting with to get the the plant. So real quick, do we have any sense of what might happen with this going forward? Is there momentum in either direction? Um, That's kind of up in the air. I mentioned that partisan politics are now probably going to get into it. So uh, anything can happen in Topeka next year. They're going to have to come together again and figure it out. But uh, we'll see. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Madeline Fox. This podcast is produced by Byron Love, Gabriella Lacey, and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. You can read Dylan's story on Apex and other great reporting from the Kansas News Service at kcur.org, where you can also find local news from Kansas City's NPR station. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow 